Good evening and welcome to our evening service and uh, my name is Vicky, I'm one of the ministers here at Romford Baptist Church and I shall be sharing the service uh, with Ian who will be uh, coming to share on God's word uh, later in our service. As I was thinking about uh, this evening and wondering what it was that and where we were going to go and what God was going to say to us, I was reminded of the verses at the beginning of Psalm 104. Oh, my soul, bless God. I'm reading from the message version. God, my God, how great you are beautifully and gloriously robed, dressed up in sunshine and all heaven stretched out for your tent. If you see a sunrise or a sunset, you are just reminded of the glory of the skies, aren't you? Whether you, it's the end of the day as you've maybe had a really good day weather-wise or in that start in the morning and it just that sets your day alight, doesn't it, when you see the sun rising and breaking not necessarily with the red sky is the warning, but just the dawn's coming up and we're reminded of, of the hope of a new day and all that may lie before us. We are reminded that God is indeed great. He's our God. He loves us and he is here with us tonight. Wherever we may be watching this, he's worshipping and continuing to live our daily lives with us. And for that, I'm sure, like me, you do indeed give thanks. We start by seeing in our new our first song, How Great Thou Art. Let us pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for that reminder that you are indeed great, that all that you have done for us is done because you love us and that you created us and that you, Lord, care about the world in which we live. We thank you that we can come before us in the freedom of acknowledging you and praising you. And we recognise right now at the start of our service those many uh, Christians around our world for whom this isn't an opportunity or a privilege, who live their lives in fear because they worship you. Lord, as we worship in freedom tonight, Lord, be with them in their situations. Lord, bless them, we pray, because, Lord, we recognise that you are the God of all, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of heaven and of earth. Lord, may your hand be upon each and every one of us, we pray. Amen. Psalm 104 continues, as I say in the message version, it says this. You built your palace on the ocean's deeps. You made a chariot out of clouds and took off on wind wings. You commanded wings as messengers, appointed fire and flame as ambassadors. You set earth on a firm foundation so that nothing can shake it, ever. You blanketed earth with ocean, you covered the mountains with deep waters. Then you roared and the waters ran away. Your thunder crash put it to flight. Mountains pushed up, valleys spread out to the places you assigned for them. You set boundaries between earth and sea, never again will the earth be flooded. You started the springs and the rivers, sending them flowing through their hills, and all the wild animals now drink their fill, and wild donkeys quench their thirst. Along the riverbanks the birds build nests and ravens make their voices heard. You water the mountains from your heavenly cisterns and earth is supplied with plenty of water. 
You make grass grow for your livestock and hay for the animals that plough the ground. Oh yes, God, you bring grain from the land and wine to make people happy. Their faces glowing with help, health a people well fed and happy. God's trees are well watered, the Lebanon cedars he planted, birds build their nests in the trees. Look, the stork at home in the treetops. Mountain goats climb about the cliffs and badgers burrow the earth. The moon keeps track of the seasons and the sun is in charge of each day. And when it's dark and night takes over, all the forest creatures come out. The young lions roar for their prey and clamouring to God for their supper. And when the sun comes up, they vanish, lazily stretched out in their dens. And meanwhile, men and women go to work, busy at their jobs until evening. What a wildly wonderful world, God, you made it all. With wisdom at your side, you made earth overflow with your wonderful creations. The psalm goes on, but I'm going to stop there as we just think about some of that imagery we have seen there, as we've thought about the rivers and the mountains and the birds and the, and the animals at night and the people in the day. God created it all. And it is to him we will sing our next song, Blessing and Honour, Glory and Power. As we continue to look at the well-being course, uh, we are being reminded of the need to care not only for ourselves, but also for one another. We are being reminded that when we are weak, God is strong. Sometimes when we struggle, God will give us the strength that we need. When we struggle, God will pick us up. When we are rejoicing, God will rejoice with us. When we question the future, God is there as our hope and our salvation. As we looked at that psalm a few moments ago, as we've sung our songs of praise to him, we have been reminded of God's hand and his detail in the world in which we live. We've been reminded how amazing God is, how powerful God is. He's more powerful than we are and than anyone in our world. And so whatever we are facing, whatever walk we are on, God is there with us. What he wants to do is to share that life with us day by day. And he wants us to share that hope and that good news with the others that we meet day by day. Or we talk to, or we work alongside, or whatever capacity it is that we meet people during our week. Blessing and honour we have sung, but we're going to sing a new song now, which starts off with the words, I speak the name of Jesus. Let us pray. And I'm going to use that song that we've just sung as we come to prayer now. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there is peace within your presence. And so I speak Jesus. 
Father God, I thank you for that reminder from Philippians chapter 2, that God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so we thank you that because you have exalted Jesus, that at it is at Jesus' name every knee shall bow and every tongue acknowledge that. We thank you for the peace and that, and that certainty that we have. So that as we live our lives, we can indeed speak Jesus into our own hearts and minds as well as into the hearts and minds of others. We thank you that you do give us the peace that comes only from you. Father God, in our day, in all that is on our hearts, Lord, we give it to you and we speak the name of Jesus over it and ask that you will be in that situation. The song goes on to say, I just want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom, and so I speak Jesus. And so we do indeed speak Jesus over our addictions and the habits that hold us, the things that take us away from God rather than the things that bring us towards him. We speak Jesus over our town and over the addictions and the habits that hold those who live alongside us, who live in darkness and not in light. We speak Jesus over the addictions and the habits that hold those we love or we know or we work alongside. And we speak Jesus because his name is power. His name is healing. His name is life. And as the words of the song say, break every stronghold and burn through, so I shine through the shadows and burn like fire. We speak Jesus into the power of the things that hold us. Set us free, we pray. Break forth the chains that hold us. We want to speak the name of Jesus too over our fear and our anxiety. To every soul held captive by depression, we speak Jesus. We speak Jesus over the fears and the anxieties that hold us and those that we know. We thank you that when we speak Jesus, we do so because he has authority over everything and everyone. That as we've just been reminded through the words of Philippians and as we look through the gospel accounts, we see the name of Jesus casting out dear doubt, casting out doubt and fear and anxiety. We thank you that our faith is stronger than our fear. Help us to hold on to our faith when fear feels so great. We speak Jesus too over all those who are suffering from illnesses relating to their mental health. For victims of PTSD and those within our healthcare and emergency services who've been so badly affected by all that they have experienced. We pray for each one of us who are struggling and suffering, perhaps with depression and anxiety and loneliness. And we thank you that because when we speak Jesus, we do so because his name is power. His name is healing. Jesus' name is life. And so we speak Jesus. 
and we ask that he will indeed break every stronghold and shine through the shadows and burn like the fire. And into each one of those situations that we know about, Lord, we speak Jesus now. Father God, we pray too that we can shout Jesus from the mountains and we can shout Jesus in the streets and we can shout Jesus in the darkness over every enemy and we can shout Jesus for my family and we can speak the holy name of Jesus because we know you personally and you know us. And so we speak Jesus now over every person that we care about over every person that we name before you now. We speak Jesus over every person that is mentioned on our notice sheet. We speak Jesus over everyone who is heavy in our hearts. We speak Jesus over every person who needs a touch from you this day. We speak Jesus because his name is power, his name is healing, his name is life. And so we ask you again, break every stronghold, shine through the shadows, burn like the fire. We speak Jesus, because you equipped us and enabled us to do so. And for that, we thank you. We thank you that we know we can do this and that there is that peace within your presence. And so as our time of prayer comes to an end, we speak Jesus and we speak the words that he, he taught his disciples to pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As we conclude our time of prayer, we want to say thank you. Thank you for the abundance of love that you pour out upon us. And Lord, as we bring our offerings faithfully week by week, whether we're giving them directly or indirectly via the website or straight into the bank, Lord, Father God, may you use each one of our offerings and bless it and, and make it in abundance for the work of God both here in this place, in our town and our community, in our country and in our world. As we work with missionary links and partnerships across our world, Father God, bless and use this giving, we pray. Amen. And you'll hopefully have had your notice sheets. And as ever, we just encourage you to pick it up, engage with what you're able to. If you've not yet joined the wellbeing course, do. It's not too late. Do join in as we together learn how we can keep ourselves well in all that we do. And uh, can I just encourage you just to maybe pick the phone up as well this week. 
just maybe talk to someone that you've not spoken to for a while. And uh, as in our conversation, may we just uh, acknowledge and give thanks to God for all that we can see in our world around us, the signs of spring and the love that he, he wants to pour out upon us as we maybe share that with another through the phone calls or the conversations we have this week. We sing again, Jesus, Holy and Anointed One. A good evening. Our reading this evening is from Matthew chapter 26, starting to read at verse 3. Matthew 26, starting to read at verse 3. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Cephas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was at Bethlehem, sorry, while Jesus was at Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples were indignant, saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for my burial. Truly, I tell you, Wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. As we continue our series on the major events of Matthew's gospel, just coming up to the Easter period. Tonight we're looking at this story in Matthew 26 and this woman, unknown, unnamed woman, who is found anointing Jesus. <coughs> Names are very interesting and often have meaning. Often the name, roots to names even in the UK have meaning. Baker guess what they did originally? Smith. Probably a blacksmith or something like that. Bannister. If your name was Bannister, somewhere in your past you probably had a maker of baskets. Bunce. Well, that's my name for those of you who don't know. Well, Bunce means to make a profit. A uh, long line of Cockney business people. Even Del Boy still uses my name in vain when he says, made some bunts. Carter, the name I married, Vicky's maiden name. Well, they were operators of the carts. And then in literature, you have many names. <coughs> Probably not the highbrow literature, but in Ivor the Engine, you have Jones the Steam. You have Mrs. Baker in Happy Families and John the Baptist in the Bible. This was a meal 
in this story at the gathering in the home of Simon the leper. <coughs> we do not know a lot about Simon the leper other than by his name. He either had or currently has leprosy. In biblical days, leprosy meant that you were exiled from the community. Was this someone Jesus had healed? Or was Jesus doing it again, something that he so often did in times in his life of accepting the outcasts? We do not know. But the host was welcoming Jesus and his friends into his home and Jesus was relaxed among them. What do we learn from this story? Well, firstly, I've written down as I was preparing this oasis in a time of trauma. Jesus was reclining and resting at a time when you and I would have been running. You see, he knew that his death was coming and it was only a few days away. And despite the fact that Jesus' death was just a few days away, he still stopped and reclined. And he was in an oasis, a place of peace, at a time of trauma. It's only going to be a few more verses before we get to the Lord's Supper, the Mount of Olives, the crucifixion, the trial. Yet Jesus was not here rushing away. He knew what was before him but he still had time for his friends. A space for friends when we would have been panicking. And an unhurried being, despite knowing the future that was before him. Sometimes we spend so much time worrying about the future that we fail to stop in the present and to be Constantly worrying about what would be when we can stop and be. And here we have an example from Jesus that it's okay to stop even in the middle of a crisis. And maybe that's something we need to learn this Lent. That actually we're not going to solve everything. So let's just stop and be. And if possible, be with those we love. The second we see... It's that this woman, this unknown, unnamed woman, does an act of absolutely love. First thing we know is it was sacrificial. It was an expensive perfume. An expensive perfume because it's listed as an expensive perfume. And in those days, perfumes, the expensive ones, were very highly cared for. Never f just poured over. But this woman's love for Jesus, this woman's love for her saviour so much that she did something that was absolutely sacrificial. And secondly, it was focused. It was focused, it was upon Jesus. This wasn't a spray everywhere, this was focused upon her saviour. It was done in public. 
She wasn't ashamed to be identified with a saviour and to say this is my Lord. She was not ashamed to be doing this act of love in public. It was outrageous. Those around her were aghast at what she was doing and they just did not like what they saw. But it was probably out of response for what Jesus had done for her in the past. It was an acceptance that Jesus had shown her despite her past. She was probably a disciple with a history like you, like me, we all have a history, that gave an offering that was costly. An act of love. What's the act of love that you have shown your saviour? Would we have done something like this? Would we have given our best? Or would we have just done something in private so as not to be seen? Third thing I want us to see (coughs) is uh, alongside being the oasis in a trauma and an act of love. It's an act of worship. We all know that song, here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. And we'll be singing that after this message. But what, the question I've got is what does worship look like if it worship isn't given of our absolute best to our Saviour? Here we have worship with an element of risky, loss of dignity and total self-giving. She was not to be see, afraid to be seen worshipping her Lord and even being a bit undignified as she is. You probably heard the song, Mrs Beamish went to church and uh, how she hated all the new things that were going on here. But this is something else. This is something else in the middle of a feast with her friends and Jesus there. This woman comes and pours a perfume over his head as an act of love and worship. She's not afraid to have a loss of dignity. She was totally giving herself. When we get back into church and we start to be able to sing again, oh, pray, Lord, may that be soon. I wonder how many of us will still remain very reserved, yet we have been given back the gift of being able to truly worship. Or will we let ourselves go now? Really let ourselves go to praise God and if necessary to be dancing and singing as we worship our Lord Do not worry about what the other thinks, but to be totally self-giving in an act of worship. She was not afraid to be seen worshipping a Lord. Are you? Are you afraid? The fourth thing we see here, and we don't know whether 
this was a known or unknown, but it was a prophetic act. We don't know whether she knew what was going to happen to Jesus or whether she was just led by the Spirit to pour this ointment upon him, this perfume upon him. We don't know what it was. We did not know, but what she did was preparing for Jesus what was to come. He was reclining with his disciples, yet he knew within a few days he would be crucified and buried. And this was pointing to the moment of salvation. In verse 10, Jesus said, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. When she poured perfume on my body, she did this to prepare me for burial. The woman was led to do something that pointed to the future. Have you ever felt you should do something but held back because you think, what are people going to make of it? Yet it could have been that very act of prophetic insight. As we think about worship, Let's think about truly being led by the Spirit, even to doing prophetic acts alongside the loving acts. But this whole thing provoked a reaction. It provoked a reaction. Verse 8, when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Oh, how often we hear those words about things going on. People indignant, cross, angry. You only need to read some of the uh, tabloid press that they find. They like those words, don't they? They find somebody who said something cross on t Twitter and then they write a story. People were angry about it. No, one person got it out of perspective. Yes, this provoked a reaction and possibly the reaction was overdone. And the people were criticising the woman. They talked about what they would have done with the same resources. They talked about what they thought was the better way forward. And do you know what? There's always a group of people who are happy to be looking in, doing nothing but criticising. And thinking they know the better way to do. Jesus had loads of them. Throughout his ministry, throughout the whole of his life, there were people criticising him and complaining. And you know, if, can't you get your disciples to be still? Look, Jesus, do you know you shouldn't be doing that on a Sunday? And Jesus had complaint after complaint after complaint after complaint. And now here, as Jesus is relaxing, heading towards the cross, his disciples still don't get it. They're still complaining and they still think they know better. You see, critics always use weak arguments to make their point. And as always, the criticism comes from within. 
It came from within the core community of Jesus' disciples. That's where the criticism came from. But the critics were criticising an act, a prophetic act, a loving act, an act of worship. And they were sat there criticising it. Had this woman done something wrong? No. She'd done what she felt she needed to. But the disciples felt it was right to pull her apart for it. And so Jesus turns this into a moment of learning. Jesus uses this as a moment to teach. <laughs> Can you imagine? how the critics felt when Jesus gently pointed out the truth. The poor will be with you always. And you can imagine Jesus' unsaid question, so what have you done about it to date? The mirror of truth can be incredibly painful. One of the most destructive spirits, if you want for a better word, is the critical spirit. And there are always people ready to criticise everything. If you've got a critical spirit, be ready to have the mirror of truth shown to you. Jesus, use this. Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume she did to prepare me for my burial, I tell you, she's going to be remembered. She's going to be remembered. This was an anointing. The response to the love of God shown through Jesus. It was an unconditional giving to Jesus. She couldn't take that perfume back once it had been poured away. But she did it. And so what's our response? To be calm in a trauma? Well, Jesus shows us that we can be. Jesus shows us as even at the worst of times it's right to stop and be. Our response to show God acts of love. True acts of love to our Lord and Saviour. Are we prepared to really worship our Saviour even in public, to give of our best, to give of our absolute all, even if our dignity is not held intact. Are we open to being used by God and doing prophetic acts, prophetic acts that point to the future, the Saviour? We may provoke an action, we may get criticised, 
But will we do our absolute best for our Lord of Lords and our King of Kings? And will we be open to learning what God wants to say to us? As we contemplate these words, we sing that great song, Light of the World, Here I Am to Worship. Let us pray. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you are my God. Lord, in this moment as we have learnt about this woman who anointed Jesus, we come in worship and adoration to give our absolute best to you. Lord, We confess at times we've given you second best. At times we have not honoured you. But Lord, tonight, in this time of worship, we give you our best. Lord, help us to have the strength to worship you fully. The strength to worship you and if necessary to lose our dignity. The strength to worship you and if needed to cause a reaction. Because Lord we want to give you our whole selves, our love, our adoration for all that you have done for and through us. Help us, Lord, we pray. Amen. And our final hymn, To God Be the Glory. Thank you for being at RBC this evening. We pray that you've met with God and you know God has met with you. In a moment, we're going to have a final piece of music that will play that talks about you chose the cross and God's love for us. Do join us in the things that are going on this week. And now may the blessing of God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you this evening and in the week ahead. Amen. God bless you.